0: Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the Fix Squad. The Fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. him. Look, real hip hop revealed that the Fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own
1: risk. Got them Beach balls in life, giving them truth in it. Scream revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting, exactly everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the vacuum up. Shit. Know what we stand
0: on. Solid ground with we're there. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days for the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the when he keep it, keeping the beers so on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to so the city, stand up. JJ James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa Rain here. Love. Love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment. Faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box. We paint better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets. And money is the fruit that they speak. So tell me whose face do they seek? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets. And money is the fruit that they seek. So tell me whose face do they seek? The
2: Welcome back, family. Welcome back, family. You're now tuned into to The Fix, your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry right here on Sirius XM Channel 154, Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. Uh, my sis Dice Gamble will be joining me soon. Uh, we appreciate y'all waking up with us this morning. How y'all doing this uh, beautiful morning Tuesday? Uh, we know this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Let's get up this morning and have some uh, good prayer time with the Lord. Let's continue to take our prayer life to a different level each and every day. Let's grow. Let's make sure we're hearing from God clearly, walking in our purpose. Let's stay encouraged, saints. Uh, The word for the day comes from 2 Corinthians 6 and 4. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. You know, this just speaks to being in times of trouble. The light we share uh, to others reveals our faith in God. Our faith can persist even in the face of hardship. I know sometimes it's hard to demonstrate the trust in the Lord when we're going through hardships and when we're going through calamities and when calamity happens. But I think that's the beauty of it. Staying patient and enduring through the process. You know, we live in a world where we always want to hurry up and move beyond the troubles. This is the time that God has been preparing us for. And we have the opportunity to grow closer to God in this area. If you are in the middle of calamity and you are just struggling in an area, I I just challenge you today. Let's stay patient. Let's endure the race. Let's trust in God and let's trust the process. And I think that'll continue to take you to another level. So I pray that word bless you this morning but listen uh you know what it is we got another hot show for y'all today we're looking forward to our uh two listen y'all get a exclusives today y'all got two exclusive spiritual detox today first we're going to talk with a super talented director screenwriter who has a faith story that when i tell you is unreal it's unreal it just shows the favor of god when you stay in your purpose, and you know what God has called you to. So we're going to welcome in a a super talented, like I say, screenwriter, director of the hit, the Pure Flix uh, exclusive uh, film, Sun Moon. We're going to welcome in Sydney Tooley today. So you definitely don't want to touch the dial for that. And on our second spiritual detox, we get an opportunity to sit down with a 10-year, a former 10-year NBA veteran, philanthropist, now author, Uh, C.J. Watson. He's doing some powerful things uh, in his community, not only with the youth, but just empowering people and and showing people that, you know, the community needs to help with the youth and with the young kids. And uh, listen, you, you definitely want to keep it locked. He has a lot going on. We'll talk about the journey, the NBA journey, mental health and a lot more so two exclusive spiritual detoxes for you today so you might as well tweet somebody right now telling them listen the fix is on they got two exclusive spiritual detoxes y'all want to tap in for that and let's talk about it real talk conversation we kind of hitting on it last Friday we know uh, Ebony K Williams uh, the lawyer who um, had the uh, interview with Ayanna um, talked about you know she was not going to settle for marrying a man um who doesn't make a nice salary? Let's be very clear. She was very clear about that. She she feels that you know she needs to be in a different category when you talk about uh, the standard of what she makes a year compared to what her husband should make a year. So we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about you know married and money today. You know, do the roles change for the man uh, being head of the household if the wife makes more money than the the husband? So let's 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 take a let's let's dive into this conversation, see where we go. We're gonna put some Bible on it, of course. So listen, y'all don't want to touch that dial. This is another hot show for y'all today. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Of course, you know our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. We have a ton of new music. We got Mike TZ on the way. Yes, uh Lecrae and Tasha Cobbs, Leonard, as well as, yes, let's get some uh what up RG this morning. Right now though, yeah, let's get some Kid Lee. Keep it locked. You tune into the fix. You know the fix is in. Welcome back, welcome back, DJ Focus. You tune back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio Sirius XM Channel 154. And it's time for our spiritual detox. And listen, we have a special one for you guys today. Um, every now and then we get a chance to talk with uh you know some directors and some super talented writers. And I'm excited to bring on today. Uh, listen, she has an amazing story that I know she's going to share with you on how she got to this place. Um, uh, so without further ado, let me welcome in the writer and director of Sun Moon, Sydney Tooley How you doing?
3: I'm great. It's wonderful to be here.
2: We're blessed to have you with us today. So First, you know, you have a unique story. Can you share a little bit of your story of how you put together this particular movie?
3: Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I I was studying film and then I, I had this, you know, I always wanted to be a missionary. So I was like, I'm going to quit film. I'm going to go be a missionary. And my parents called me. One day, and they were like, "We're moving," and I'm like, "Cool, where we're moving to?" And they're like, "Taiwan." I'm like, I don't even know where Taiwan is, but so cool, let's go. Um, so I went with them, and I studied. I um, I taught for a year, and that's kind of how the film came about, uh, as far as content. And then I had this like pull on my heart. I was like, I need to go back and make movies, which is a ridiculous pull. And I was like, Okay, God, like that's what that's what you want to do. That's that's cool. So. I moved uh, to Nashville with no car, no job, no money. Like It was like, kind of a wild. And I accidentally went to grad school, <laughs> which I found out three years later that it was my mom who signed me up for grad school. Um, I don't know whose parent does that, but that's mine. And uh, while I was in grad school, I started writing this story down because I, I just wanted to show people what it was like to step in front of a bunch of kids that don't speak any English and how lost you can feel in uh, between cultures. Um, and that eventually started shaping itself out out into this this full fledged feature, um, and uh, I ended up writing finishing it as my thesis project. Um, and you know we were kind of on track to go and and make this thing for like eleven thousand dollars or something ridiculous, and COVID hit and shut down everything. Uh, and from there. Uh, Taiwan had not shut down yet. Um, And so my producer, Steve Taylor, pitched it to Sony. Um, Sony was like, we like it, you know, and that was really crazy to get that kind of call that like you got picked up, you know, because that that never happens. Um, And they picked us up. And we shot for a week in Nashville, and then immediately (laughs) COVID shut down Taiwan. (laughs) So we sat for another seven months just in limbo you're like you don't know if you're going we don't we can't get visas there's a lot of you know how are we going to do this during covid um eventually i think the, the lord opened a lot of doors uh for us this is a, a miraculous movie to have completed now like i sit here now and i'm like we would never we would never have finished this uh without the just Miracle after miracle after
2: miracle. Yeah. Listen, that just this just speaks to the favor that you have over your life, because I, I, I agree with you with going through everything. And to your point, how many stories get picked up to get pitched to Sony? Just that <laughs> random. <laughs>
3: <Yes>. Right, exactly.
2: <laughs> yes, absolutely. So can you talk a little bit more? Talk a little bit more about just your, your faith journey, because I feel like, you, you know, you said you wanted to start doing more missionary work and more mm-hmm. help. Uh, where did that come from? Where did that passion come from where God kind of gave you that revelation to even start doing that type of work?
3: Yeah, I think part of it was my dad grew up as a missions kid. You know, he lived in Nigeria when he was really young and we grew up hearing stories about his time living in Africa and, and the mission field they were in. And then they would go to New York and to Texas and they would, they were always moving around. Um, and to me, that was so fascinating one because I have, a am a full like obsessive traveler. I love traveling if I can go to a different country if I can go into a different culture and not just I I I don't vacation I go straight for the heart of like where is the culture here and how do I get in it where are the locals and where do we go as a local you know um and I'm I love telling those stories and hearing people's stories and I think um I had done a bit of missions work uh, in Tunisia uh in 2015 during the ISIS crisis so it was kind of uh really intense but also like Really rewarding to go and work with orphanages there, and and so I I always had this pull. Um, my whole family on my dad's side are also teachers. Um, I teach. Uh, I adjunct at Lipscomb University now, and I I love teaching. But I also love telling stories, and I think that there was a. It, it just seemed like a natural combo. Like, how do I show people? what the mission field looks like. I mean, how do we bring people into these cultures, into these places where you can't go because of, um, because of war or because of you know terrorism or like, and I love going to those places specifically if I can. And like, it sounds a bit dangerous. Maybe I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie, I don't know. But those are the places that I'm like, I wanna go there and tell those stories. And how do I get there?
2: that's amazing um just for you to have a heart to do that because like you say everybody's not doing that so i want to definitely give you your roses and salute to you because we need more passionate people who care about especially when you talk about kids and um you know disadvantaged kids who may not have opportunities that we have so Mm -hmm. listen i I thank you for that so you know sony picks the movie up how did you go about picking the cast
3: we, so my casting director uh, sent me, um, would send me options, and there was something, I think the, like, everybody who's cast in this movie is just brilliant, and they were so wonderful to work with, um, and Mackenzie Mose, who's our main actress in this, she and I clicked immediately, and there's something about her, man, like, she, she steps into frame, and the frame just lights up, and you're just, like, you just captivated. Like, you just want to watch her everywhere. And that was one of those scariest parts about casting, you know, because they're the face of your film. And this character is in every single scene. Like, she never has a break. She's in the whole thing. And you have to want to watch her and be drawn to her. Um, and Mackenzie, on you know, as a person, is just so adventurous and open to anything. And we connected immediately as travelers. And, and you know, it took a lot of her, like, trusting me, to go over to Taiwan and to wait that long you know to I mean and it was just a miracle and she's the the best thing we had you know going um you know and the same with Justin Chen he's brilliant I love working with him um he actually auditioned as the character of Horace and I I literally didn't know he could speak English I like I slowed down the auditions I'm like man this guy doesn't know what I'm saying and then later I found out he doesn't even have he doesn't even have an accent he's American and I'm like cast and languages, bridges, you know? Like, I mean, and having Leanne Morgan as well on the cast and, uh, and Madison McLaughlin, like all of these characters and people we have uh, are just so beautiful and they work so well on the screen. Um, and in Taiwan as well, like we, we had... Casting in Taiwan was really interesting. Um, we had Michael Huang, who is our, our principal character, and he is... He, he is he's so much, he brings so much to the film and so much energy. And he uh, apparently was famous in Taiwan. I didn't know that, Um, but everybody else was like, oh my gosh, we did his daughter. You know, he's so cool. Um, But casting the kids was probably the most challenging of the whole movie. Cause you know, you got 15 of them in there, I think. Um, And we hit this, education is really important in Taiwan. And we kind of came up against this wall of like, well, there's no way you're going to get eighth graders, right? Because they're all in school and they can't take off. Um, so actually everybody in film uh, is much older uh, as kids wise. And, um, but they, they just knock it out of the park, but it was really wild because they're, they're my age. And, you know, you're talking to them like they're kids. Cause you got to think like, okay, they're, <laughs> these are kids. Um, and it, it was just, it was a wild time, but the casting really makes your movie. And, and the whole cast was just brilliant.
2: What was the, the writing process for you? Like to walk us through this, your creative process for just even writing this script and being bold enough to share your faith and wanting a faith component in this movie.
3: I think I've always been passionate about trying to connect secular and Christian audiences. Uh, I've never really seen it done well in movies, I don't think. and And it was something that I really wanted to strive to do. Like I... And I wanted to present an accurate picture of our walk with God through a film that could be digestible by both sides. Um I I think that we sometimes have this idea that like, you know, we did like I call it like a Jesus box. Um, and we, we're like, well, it'll you know, it'll just wrap itself all up in a bow and be, you know. And I don't I don't think God works that way. And I wanted to convey my own kind of personal like ups and downs I think everybody has their like sometimes you're on a high and you're good and you and you've you're really like on fire and sometimes you're like I don't trust anything I have zero faith right now and everything's good you know and I really wanted to get the realism of that kind of journey um and uh I think uh that that was just that was just really important to me to show you
2: know yes I, I think it's very important and I do agree we need to have more movies like this to where people see real like real authentic like relationships and see the struggles and how we overcome through them so tell the people what they can expect from Sun Moon when they finally watch it
3: uh, I'm hoping that uh first of all like Sun Moon is my my love letter to Taiwan I wanted to give something back uh to them they gave me so much and I, I feel like I just I, the year I lived there just was one of the most impactful of my whole life, and I really wanted to get that across. Um, but I'm hoping that when you watch it, you know it's it's fun. It's uh, if you're like going to be a student missionary or thinking about doing missions at all, it's a movie that I'd say go watch this because this is pretty accurately how you're going to feel probably um, for most most of it. Um, I I wanted people to get a sense of this culture. I I was when I walked out of Taiwan at the end of the year, I was like I would have missed this. I never would have come here. And I would have missed this whole beautiful culture that's just, that's that's there. And I feel like there's so many of those in the world that we're so focused on what we're trying to do in our lives and living our lives, you know, and we miss the beauty of the world that's outside. And I wanted to bring some of that in to say like, look, there are so many beautiful cultures that we are not really paying attention to because we're so tunnel visioned on our lives right now. Um, I also hope that when you walk out of it, you, you get the sense that, you know, you can, I guess the, there's themes it, like take a leap of faith, you know, um, and people always say, well, you know, Jesus take the wheel. And I'm like, do you know what that means though? Like right. <laughs> you say that, but for real, you might be off-roading into the jungle. Like literally, if you say that, um, and you have to have the faith to be able to, to trust that wherever you're going, is going to be good. And so when I was writing it, there was this theme, this idea that like, do I, would I prefer to have the map of my life in front of me or would I rather get in the car with the map maker and off road and then later look back in my life and be like, wow, like I would have taken this other path, but this one was so much better for me. And like being able to, to trust that god has your best interest and that he is leading it he is the map maker of your life you know
2: do you do you see yourself in the future maybe starting some type of foundation or some type of nonprofit to kind of continue to help those kids over there because i feel like I, I feel the passion coming that you know you this is not it like i, I get that you made the movie absolutely to show people but uh, would mm-hmm. this be something personally that you would just look to do some type of foundation or some type of uh non to help them
3: I think eventually, yeah, uh, I, I worked with, um, a nonprofit called Beyond Walls a couple of years ago. And what they do is they go in and they'll paint murals on walls in countries. Um, and so, uh, we went to Tunisia, uh, we were doing, you know, and the culture there, they're kind of like, what are you doing? You know, and, and by the time we finish, they can see the murals starting to come together and the people would come and pick up paintbrushes and work with us. Um, and we were working, uh, with, some of the orphanages there. And what I love about working with kids is that kids kids across cultures regardless of language, of race, of of any of it, like they are they are kids. They're just kids. They just want to be loved. They all want the same thing. And and they have so much wonder even in the darkest times of their life, even in orphanages where they don't have anything. Like they they always are, they, they? bring so much like life and and perspective. I think for me specifically, but like I mean, when you watch kids, they're just being kids, and I, I I feel like we have this kind of almost mandate. Like you need to grow up faster, and I'm like, no, like you need to stay children as long as you can. And I think that's part of my process as a as a storyteller and a, and a filmmaker is that I see everything as as a child, um, because I think there's so much wonder in the world that we miss, and I love working with them because they just inspire me so much to keep that view of the world.
2: What's that one piece of advice you would give to an inspiring director or writer who's out there, you know, looking to try to do what you've been able to do? What what would you tell them?
3: You, you're never ready. (laughs) You're never ready to do it. It, You just kind of have to do it, and you have to be willing you know, to, I always, it's, it's a bit inse- intense to say, I guess, but in a way, like you have to be willing to die for the story you're going to tell. Uh, it's, it's so intense and all encompassing and you, you have to put so much of your, yourself into it that it's beautiful, but it's heartbreaking. You cry a lot and it's, <laughs> and, and you feel like you're thrown into the deep end and you just have to survive sometimes and figure out how to swim through it because you're just never ready to take on. So you just have to jump. You just have to do it.
2: Listen, Sydney, we appreciate you coming through this morning and talking about your your, your very, uh, great movie. I've watched it. it. It's very good. Uh, all my listeners, please go out. Can you tell the people how they can follow you, connect with you on all your social media platforms, as well as tell them where they can go stream and watch uh, the movie.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the movie is streaming exclusively on Pureflix right now, so go go take a watch. It's really fun. Uh, your, your mom will love it. Uh, your friends who are obsessed with Hallmark movies will just... It'll be great. Um, and uh, for me, um, I'm always making stuff. I love making stuff. That's my whole uh, my whole goal in life is just to make things. Um, and so you can follow me on Instagram, which is Sydney or Sid Tully, which is S-Y-D-2-L-Y. i am um, always posting traveling doing whatever i do um there and then um, you can check out my website uh which is sydneytoolie.com and um yeah i'm i'm always doing something so follow me doing stuff
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh, coming through this morning listen dj focus we got to go to a break we'll be right back with more keep it locked you're tuned into the fix you know the fix is in Welcome back. Welcome back. DJ Focus. You tap back into the fix right here on Sirius XM Channel 154. Holy Culture Radio. And it's time for our spiritual detox. And, uh, you know, uh, this is where we uh, get a chance to sit down with a little bit of everybody, movers and shakers, athletes, artists, entertainers, and uh, talk about a little bit of everything dope they do, as well as a little bit of their faith journey. So listen, we we have an exclusive today. Let's be very clear. Uh, I want to welcome in uh, a 10 year NBA vet. Um, who's doing some some powerful things when you talk about philanthropy and everything he's doing after his NBA career that he's coming on to share with us today. He's an author uh, and just a super uh, a really talented uh, player and also person. So without further ado, let me welcome in my brother CJ Watson. What's going on, bro?
0: I oh, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. How you doing?
2: All is well, man. All is well. I know uh, you've been busy, man, since you, uh, you know, you, you uh, retired. Uh, and, and I love it because uh, what you're doing with the kids is very powerful. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit. Just share a little bit maybe of your faith journey, maybe just how you developed your own personal relationship with God.
0: Uh, just growing up in church, my parents are from the South. So, you know, uh, people from the South uh, go to church every day of the week. So that's how it was for me. I was in the church every day of the week, Bible study, Bible uh, study. Fire practice, all that kind of stuff. So I just developed the faith and started learning about the Bible at a young age, and it just uh, kept doing it. Uh, you know, as I got older, you know, um, and uh, just you know kept believing in God uh, through the ups and downs of life, That things that the curveballs of life will throw you, and uh, you know, never fav- favored since. L- listen, talk about the the journey, uh, the
2: basketball journey. Like you know, you know, when you were a kid, of course, we all inspire uh to you know be the players I, I was good in basketball as well as uh football until i injured my leg uh but where 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 did was that one moment or that one time like when you kind of knew of course it, you're gonna probably say when you got drafted or we got picked up but i'm mm-hmm. saying like where did you know like i really am very good at basketball and like i probably could do this for a profession
0: um i knew i knew i was good in high school because i was one of the top rated right, uh kids in the country um uh, but uh think just playing for the usa team making the usa team when i was in college and then player playing with players like darren darren williams uh jj reddick d brown guys like that and they're all talking about leaving school early and going to the nba that never crossed my mind at one point when i went to college i was you know playing to stay there for four years and these guys were talking about leaving already after one year so i think that was the the really the changing point in my life knowing that you know i'm good enough to make it to the nba and that's the next step in the next journey what was it like going through
2: going against all that competition in college? Because you absolutely the yeah. names you just named, yeah, fierce yeah. fierce competitors,
0: everybody looking to get buckets. Like, what yeah. was that like? It was fun, man. It was stressful just trying to train for it. Uh, you know, uh, in college, just every day, two times a week training for that for that uh, for that camp, which is only like three or four days, and uh, it's like a hundred to some uh, kids that are going to this camp, and they got to pick. You know, I think twelve or fifteen. So it was definitely humbling, and uh, like I said, it was definitely worthwhile, and uh, I'll never forget that experience. Talk about the discipline that you had to put yourself
2: through to, like you say, stay conditioned. Make mm-hmm. sure you were in shape. Make sure you were shooting enough shots. Like, Because I think a lot of inspiring artists, I mean, athletes right now listening to you need to hear, you need to put the work in you.
0: Oh, yeah. You got to put the work in and put the work in, you know, times 10 (laughs) uh, to even get there. I tell my daughter all the time, you think you're working hard enough, but now you're really not working hard enough. You know, there's people out here trying to get the same spot you're trying to get. So uh, just the dedication you got to put in daily, hourly things, things you put in your body, you know, what you eat, uh, getting the right sleep, recovery. All that kind of stuff means a lot to to that next uh, next step in your journey. You know, it's uh, May
2: is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And um, I know, you know, once again, 10 year vet. You, you play for multiple teams though. So like, were there ever moments to where, you know, it kind of affects you to maybe, you know, constantly maybe get traded here or get traded there?
0: Did that, that impact like your mental state or make you feel a certain way at times? uh no not really because i knew that was a part of the business i think for me it was uh i was i was blessed situation because i never got traded i picked all the destinations all the teams that i played for so in free agency so i think that was a good thing for me um and i was always trying to you know be better get to a better team and, and better my situation and uh, just get the, the value that i thought i, I was worth so i think that was the main focus for me and then uh i think this is for the mental health stuff i think uh during my overseas journey, I think I wanted to quit a couple times, and that was big in my faith. Uh, I guess my parents not letting me quit um, and just making sure, you know, I stuck things out and kept, you know, uh, kept getting better, kept uh, progressing. And no matter you know what the, the, the stumbling blocks that come through my way, I would always just keep persevering and, and keep pushing. Did you think
2: you, you know, uh, you wanted to, were there moments where you wanted to give up when you were overseas? Is it, was that because you wanted to be back in the NBA plan, uh, NBA plan?
0: Uh, yeah, because I I, th- I thought I was good enough to be there. I thought I deserved to be there. I worked hard enough. Um, Like you said, a lot of things don't come that way. Um God says, you know, he might not come when you want him to, but he's always on time. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. Uh At that point, it was probably best for me to go overseas to continue to get better, continue to develop and work on things that the people said I need to work on. But also, you know, just get away from family and kind of just be my own man and learn things on my own. Did you did you pick up an, another language while you were over there at all? I tried. I learned a lot of cuss words in Italian, uh, but <laughs> and uh, little stuff, but not not the stuff that you know that I can use daily. <laughs> okay. So so walk us through it.
2: You know, you 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 pretty much in uh, your career overseas. You come back home. When did you decide that you wanted to start helping kids and and start your foundation?
0: Uh, that was always uh, been a part of me since uh, growing up. My, my mom worked for the city of Las Vegas, so I used to do basketball camps with her. Um, and she worked with uh, mental health kids and uh, handicapped kids. So I was always doing that regardless. And uh, I think 2009, my first year in the NBA is when we wanted to start the foundation and just give back to kids in, in the inner city where I, where I grew up at. Because we know there's not a lot of opportunities there. And we just wanted to give kids focus and and give them joy and have, have, give them an outlet to work and let them know that they could be successful no matter what they wanted to do in my so you you've written four books now right yeah walk us through all four of them start with the first one you wrote the inspiration behind it uh the inspiration behind it was i never wanted to be an author i just wanted to continue to tell tell, tell my story and also uh inspire the next generation and that's how the first book came about cj's big dream and that's that book is about cj uh working hard and getting to the nba and fin- finally accomplishing his goal and then Then came the next book, CJ's Big Project, which is about homework. My parents are real big on homework and uh, not letting me go outside or play any kind of sports unless my grades are correct. And then the third one is about bullying, which is CJ's big moment. Uh, Just try to handle bullies in a positive manner. I feel like as kids, we all get bullied in some kind of way, shape or form. So I think that's a big thing just to help kids uh, try to handle bullies in a positive manner. And then uh, also the last one is CJ and his magic socks. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go to Italy when I was uh, 16 with my mom. Just to get out and see a, a different culture, a different uh, view on life, and just travel and see the world, and uh, I think uh, that's the biggest thing about the, the last book.
2: Were m- majority of these books like personal experiences that you wanted to kind of express or wanted to talk about because you kind of went through
0: them? Yeah, and I feel like they uh, all kids uh, growing up go through the same things, uh, and all these uh, true stories. So that's why I wanted to tell was a true story. I never want to tell a false story or false narrative. I want kids to to know that uh, even as uh, professional athletes, we go through the same things that you did. Do you think it's a a,
2: a a not enough unity when you talk about the community and how we help not only you know the teachers helping the kids but also the community um, yeah. helping the kids? Because I I, I I don't want to be dated, but I, I think I'm, I'm a few years older than you. I just remember when I when we we were coming up like even when we walked to school with me and my friends, my peers, like all of their parents or all their moms of the neighborhood yeah. were watching us. They were making yeah. sure we got home safe, got the school safe. Do you think we're missing that component now when you talk about what you're trying to do with helping these kids and, and giving these kids that community that they need?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think, like you said, uh, growing up as, uh, as young kids, uh, like you said, it, it was all community. It wasn't just my parents who taught me and, and gave me right. the morals and values. It was everyone from the church to, the, you know, people down the street. Uh, we all kind of took on everyone's kids as our own, and you know, we just look out for them. So I think that that is missing in our communities. Um uh, just looking out for one another, not just selfishly, just wanting your own kids to succeed, but the whole everyone. What's next for you? What are you looking to do outside of what you already have set up? Uh, just to continue to, to write some more books. Uh, I'm not sure when I start the next next one, uh, but also just uh, angel investing, uh, investing in companies, uh, late stage companies, and also just, um, just trying to help kids, uh, you know, saying the positive positive side and then also just let them know they can be successful and just dream big and just work hard towards that goal what will all your books be all about uh to help kids is that your focus that you're just gonna focus on or will there be anything else that you want to talk about uh mostly just kids yeah I'm, I'm just big on inspiring the next inspiring the next generation and helping them and letting them know that uh they can be better than me and uh just not to make the same same mistakes and just trying to help them along that path
2: would you ever do any uh, on like financial literacy? I think that's something that's yeah. not taught enough in school. And when I say school, I'm talking about like grade school and middle school, working your right. way into college. Will that will that be uh, one of the books that you do? Because I think that's very important on managing money. Like you say, you've yeah. been in the NBA, you've had millions of dollars, but we've heard stories all the time. How, you know, all these NBA players have millions of dollars over years and when they're done, they have nothing.
0: Yeah, I think that definitely should be taught in schools, financial literacy, because uh, like you said, that's the thing that uh people need the most and use the most is probably money. And uh, if kids can be able to manage that money and learn how to invest it or do other things with it and not just waste it and spend it. It'd be. It'd be- I know you played a little bit in the big three too as well, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you you, you thinking about
2: going back at all? Or I'm done, it's over. Done. You, you all the way done. done.
0: Yeah, I've been done.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. I was just I because you know, you can go back and forth in the big three. You know, just call yeah, yeah. cube up and say, I got a few more buckets for you, Cube. Yeah, I, I can't do
0: nothing for him. I can't do nothing for him. <laughs> what's what's the
2: what's the what's the one thing that you learned over your journey, especially in the NBA? 10-year vet, played overseas for multiple years. What's that one thing that you learned, that one piece of advice that you want to
0: give to an athlete uh just to continue to work hard get out there and and, uh, market yourself um you're not gonna no one's gonna push you better than you i feel like and then also just uh your your network is your network the people that you know can help you uh, along this uh journey in life where that's uh you never know who you're gonna need so don't burn any bridges cj tell the people
2: how they can connect with you follow you on all your social media platforms as well as where they can go uh to your
0: website or wherever to buy you purchase your books uh, you can get the books on cjpens.com, cjpens.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at thirty two And uh, I got Facebook, but I don't really know it by heart. <laughs> I got you. You know what? I just want to ask one more question
2: because it's a hip-hop question. Yeah. You know, hip-hop turned 50 this year. We're celebrating yeah. 50 years of hip-hop, all forms of hip-hop. I know we do Christian hip-hop here, but we still have the conversation about how hip-hop impacted us. How has hip-hop impacted you? And where do you think the state of hip-hop is from 50 years in the game?
0: Um, it's definitely changed. I think it's you know, changing for the better. Um, for me, it's, it's affected everything—the the way I talk, the way I dress, uh, the style of clothes that I wear. Uh, for me, I obviously was growing up and born and raised here in Vegas, but I lived everywhere pretty much. So I got to see different, uh, different cultures and stuff like that—from Chicago to New York to to LA to Texas and all that kind of stuff. So it's impacted me uh, a lot. And I, I can't just really pick one genre of music. I, I like everything. <laughs> No, that's good. That's good.
2: Listen, once again, I appreciate you rocking with us today. Uh, and, uh, listen, continue to do what you're doing, man. We thank you for working with the youth and working with the up and coming, um, being a trend center because we, we need more. And I, I, I want to see how I can get involved, uh, some form of fashion with, uh, with our radio show and everything and help out too as well. Cause we want to support your cause too as well. So, uh, I will, we'll talk more offline about that, but, uh, definitely do what you do, man. We appreciate you, man. Listen, DJ focus, uh, CJ Watson uh the 10-year nba vet we got to go to a break we'll be right back with more keep it locked you tuned into the fix you know the fix is in welcome back dj focus dice gamble tap back into the fix your source for faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry and it's time for our real talk conversation and um you know dice and i you know we we, uh, we did the winning prescription last friday and we brought up uh ebony k williams Mm-hmm. the statement she uh you know some of her interview that she did with ayana and um just not being okay with dating um any type of man that she was talking about specifically financials to be very clear she was talking about money mm-hmm. uh, ayana asked her would she you know date a bus driver and um ebony said absolutely not she said i, I would uh i would date the uh the man that owns the bus station <laughs> but not the bus driver. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought this was a good conversation. Uh, Dice and I. We, you know, we, we kinda talked about it a little bit. So we're gonna talk about it today. Um, we're gonna talk about it from a marriage perspective. So we understand uh Ebony is uh not married, but we're gonna talk about it from a marriage perspective because I think a lot of times this comes up within marriage where it's a competition living in a you know 20th century now. We we understand that, you know, from a biblical standpoint, um the man was the, the provider. He went out, he hunted, he brought home, um, you know, uh, anything to eat for the family to, you know, to uh, eat, you know, so he would go hunt, hunt, kill and bring home everything needed for the family to grow. He was the farmer. He was the one to make sure all, all the land and everything was farmed and, and, and everything that goes into that when we talk about Old Testament times. Now we fast forward. Now we know we are not living in Old Testament times. Now we know that uh, yes, women, ladies are working. Women are business owners, CEOs, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, go getters, yeah. managers. Yeah, let's let's be very clear. Getting it, getting it, getting it. But does that change the role of you being the head of the household now? Because I, 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 I almost feel like that's that it's like a it's like a shift when you talk about okay you make this salary I maybe make a salary lower than what you make and then now uh, I see and I hear a lot of women saying what you said you brought it up Dice and I was glad you brought it up oh no no we didn't make uh, a million dollars I made a million dollars (laughs) no no that was it when you said that on Friday I was like Dice is on it because I've heard that multiple times and I'm like wow and let's be very clear Dice I've heard this from Christian couples, married folk. I'm trying to figure out, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You believe in Jesus. You believe in the covenant. You believe in the standards, the principles of the covenant, and you still talk that reckless. So that's why, uh yes, I wanted to hop into this conversation. Today. So I know I said a lot, but I want you to hop in
1: and uh, yeah, let's get to it. <laughs> uh, it, this is gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. And don't y'all DM. Listen, I am not responding to anything concerning marriage and finance. Okay, if your name is not Leonard Terrell Saunders, don't know, don't, don't, me. don't Don't call, don't, call don't, me. Don't don't call me. Okay, because uh, he's the only one I got to answer to concerning finances and how we do ours. But my comment was, we need to have this conversation before we get married. That's it that's how i feel about it like it, it and i do agree with you though if you're married you should be on the same page but that's what i was i was expressing to you like when i met we were not married like we were in a walmart one day and i was like man honey we're gonna need about 20 grand a year for each kid And he was like what i said yeah like 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 because i was adding it up
2: what, wait wait what'd he say what'd he say what
1: yeah yeah
2: what you talking about
1: because mm-hmm. he was clueless on what it takes to raise kids clueless like and i was like and we, and we got four so it, it, i started i started before we even started going to marriage counseling sowing them seeds like because i was like look bro i knew that i i was already called to ministry so so when i so when we were dating i already knew like his idea of us having money is one thing my microphone is three thousand dollars so so <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, you know spoiler well, alert <laughs> yeah yeah and I don't, I, just, I don't know what you thought it was <laughs> I don't know I mean it was tough because he always brings this up he's like yeah when I met you because we, we were having a debate about $5,000 and where he's from that's a lot of money I said I'll drink that in a weekend like what
2: are you, listen get free dice go to get free right? today.
1: <laughs> huh what do you mean like it is so funny because he, so now he's like, I understand what you were saying, but because my family, you know, because we talk about this all the time, like I was selling cupcakes and lemonade age five on, on front of the house, you know what I'm saying? So my idea of having, I've had two jobs since I was 15. So my idea of money and his idea of money are two different things. But my parents taught me very young, like, baby girl, you know, maybe God has a man for you. Maybe he don't, but either way it goes you're going to have to you know use what God gave you to generate that income you know what i'm saying and i just kept like we we would have heated debates because i was like lord you know i know we're supposed to be equally yoked and even talk about uh church and ties you know i was like i got a whole um minister number over here that bro like that money got to come out you know what i'm saying like and so you have to understand
2: yeah you were you were playing them games <laughs>
1: Cause he'd be like, why you whoop And I'm like, there's some things, and this is, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is why you got to go to counseling. You got to ask the questions before you get married financially and spiritually. Are we spiritually yoked enough that when I say, I believe the Lord is leading me to go sow a thousand dollar seed up here at the altar right now, because I've been believing God for A, B, and C. And this pastor just said exactly what I've been praying for. And I and and I need to get free, you know. And I and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and when I go drop it, I don't. When I come back, I don't need to hear you be like, "Girl, don't you need brakes on your car?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. So it's like, yes, we have to. We, we need to be aligned, and it's it's a prayerful matter, folks. I'll be real with you. Like, we already know 50% of marriages end in divorce because of what finances. It's money, you know. I know some people now that don't even have a joint bank account, like we have. We have a joint, we have a joint account. We have a couple joint accounts and then we have separate accounts because we learn very quickly, like, okay, we need to honor God, honor our house. And then we need our own thing because we, we, be, we be going back and forth with <laughs> what you spent, <laughs> like what she was at the best buy for. You know what I'm saying? Like I see the thing come through on the phone. I'm like, excuse me, sir. I thought we was calling each other when we were spending anything over $200. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. And then he's like, "I thought you said go big or go home." I'm like, "No, I said go hard or go home." <laughs> I said, "Come home, two thousand dollar TV." I'm like, "Bro, stop misquoting me." <laughs>
2: what is the problem? Oh, so dice? Oh, no. I gotta I gotta interject just a second, uh, bro. It's it's it, 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 so pray for me because I'm there too as well. <laughs> I, my wife knows when I go in the Best Buy, it's oh, tough. Lord. No, it's, what's wrong with y'all? Go ahead. It's tough, dice, because we we sports fans. And they get us. Let's be very clear. No, no. They, they, you talk about uh, how they lure us in. So they, they, they already got these fancy TVs, probably 10 years already made. They could just release the one that we really need right now. But they suck us in every, I would say every two years. I, I, I can go about two years and then, yes, I get the itch. Because I go to Best Buy and now they got 8K, 9Dice. They got 8K. I know, bro. What is Wait a minute! I just got used to 4K. They got mm-hmm. 8K now. This ain't this seeing, ain't a game.
1: Seeing so right. so I'm already
2: mm-hmm. I'm already on it. I, I'm, I've been talking to my wife. Listen, babe, I'm putting. Listen, the same <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah. No, no, ser- no. Seriously, because that'll be my Christmas gift to myself this this Christmas. I already know. I've been putting two, four, two four, Because yeah, when I walk in there, I don't want to. No, no, I want no. that one. I don't care what it costs. Give me that one. <laughs> And, and whatever's left so so we got a rule it, 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 we say that if i say and it's more whatever's left my wife gets so that's her little kicking the munch do whatever you want because i got what i wanted so mm-hmm. boom. but i i'm i'm stacking about four grand five mm-hmm. maybe five because i want to walk in and get that tv it's something about tvs and listen lj I, I shout out to you brother listen I, bro, listen I, much respect <laughs> much respect
1: Bro, this Best Buy has probably ended some relationships. No, I mean, I love Best Buy,
2: <laughs> but see, I love Best buy. No, no, let, let me share because my wife knows, what? and I've been I've communicated this with her. So this okay. is already something that we already, okay. already Listen, something. we he and married. I'm, I'm already we said I already, saying, already talked about this. Don't do that, dog. Don't don't spin that around like that. I have been talking to her, and she knows my heart. She knows that I don't need a, too many of nothing this though come on give, this me, this. This give me this
1: <laughs> give me this
2: <laughs> and, 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 yeah give me that so that's all that's good
1: that's good I mean and trust me you amongst all the other men on the earth y'all feel the exact same way it's, it's, it's funny to me it's so funny to me um yeah TV oh lord I don't understand it I mean I really don't understand it but um
2: <laughs> so 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 just picture it this way our TVs are to us Mm -hmm. Like your pans and pots and knives in your kitchen are to you and all the because my wife got all that stuff too all the fancy salt shaker, pep shaker, do all these fancy little things. So that's why you know when yeah Mm -hmm. when you getting that new cast iron skillet or you getting Mm -hmm. that new juicer Mm -hmm. or that new uh, smoothie machine Mm -hmm. this cappuccino, uh uh, ground whatever whatever yeah yeah that's that's Mm -hmm. how it is us that's all.
1: Focus. Uh, We don't have pots and pans in the bedroom. We don't have pots and pans uh in the living room. We don't have pots and pans you in the so bedroom technical. in the house. You're being so technical. We don't out. Have pots a- <laughs> it's It this man one day the child, bless his heart, he said, "Uh do you want to get another TV?" I said, well, "Where are we going to put it?" Every every room has a TV. That's why it is my arm span. But anyway, um let's get back to this finance and see this is but this this is stuff we gotta discuss because to your point the things um uh, you know your husband might value or your wife might value, they're very different than yours. Like I value studio equipment. There is no price. I don't ever buy anything on sale. I'm, not, I'm talking about for a MacBook, uh, uh, my Behringer speakers. Uh, I don't know how many microphones I have at this point. There, I don't even. I'm not even going mm. to Celerax. We're not shopping around. Like, I, and that's my that's my vice. It's like when it's t- I got keyboards, w- guitars. I'm paying full price. I don't even want a discount at this point. I just want what I want. And that's and that's he had to learn that because he was like, man, I could just go to the uh, uh, the pawn shop. And now we got the one mic from the pawn shop, and that one rocked out. But I was like, no, like when I need what I need, I just need what I need. And I don't want to talk about it like I really don't like that's just my thing because, you know, we do this every day. So anyway, let's get into this money. Yes. The man is supposed to steward the household. Now, CNN put out a a report in 2018 that uh, when a woman makes 40 percent more than her mate, the uh, chances of them ending this marriage and divorce even go up 50 percent more because culturally there is this thing with men they should be the provider and there's a certain type of pressure there and men feel that pressure from their male peers and friends and family like that they're not holding up the the home and um I don't know what you think about that I mean we've seen this in the news a lot because they always hit up uh, Rihanna and her her baby daddy what's his name I can't even think of his name but they're always like yeah I wonder if he feels this type of way I don't think he feel no type of way he's married to Rihanna
2: But uh, I wouldn't feel any type of way I've already (laughs) I've already been vocal about this I've been vocal about this I said uh, and I used Beyonce as the example I know that's a little different situation now because Jay Z makes this much so maybe that's a bad example so we use Rihanna no if my wife was Rihanna Mm-hmm. She's this world famous RB pop star, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I'm getting in line. Yeah. Yeah, she what you what you not Dice, Dice, let, let's be very clear. There's no argument. Cause here's the thing, Dice. So my situation is different, maybe, than the young man that's going out with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he kind of started going out with her when she was already on top. See, I've been with my wife. We 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 about to celebrate 23 years of marriage this wow. July. So I listen. We we didn't did it out. We didn't got it out the mud. And then if she blew up and became something famous, mm-hmm. what? Listen, what? I've been here. Listen, all the years I've putting in all, all the work. Years. I'm okay with saying, okay. Where do you want me to help you? Because yes, absolutely. Why? Why should I have to work? outside of working with her. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would do something, but I would support her. Do you want me to help you manage calls or -hmm. or do you want me to uh, be your security? Whatever it may be. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be strapped up at every single event. Please stay back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so no, it it wouldn't do anything for me. I -hmm. think the difference is my wife honors me and respects mm-hmm. me, so her tone, her talk, her communication would not change mm-hmm. just because she's bringing in millions of dollars. Yeah, she ain't gonna belittle me, she ain't gonna disrespect me, she ain't gonna talk sideways to me. Because mm-hmm. you don't get it twisted. She know who she married. I'm still a man. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. This ain't yeah. This ain't cream cheese. You can't just you know walk in the room because you made five million dollars and cuss me out and be, think I'm gonna be sitting yeah. there like. Okay. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. Yeah, the devil isn't like who you talking to. Let's just be very clear. Let's take that bass out your voice, partner. <laughs> so yeah, pray for me because, like I say, me and my wife are. We, listen, we didn't we didn't did it all together. We didn't we ain't yeah. had nothing, yeah. and we 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 doing blessed over here now. Let's be very clear, blessed. So yeah. no, no. I, but I think that 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 conversation is different yeah. compared to somebody coming into a relationship with somebody already making this money yeah. and and figuring out, but to your point, you, you brought up a good point. That's why it, the communication and um, going to classes before you get married yeah. to make sure this is what you want to do because when you say I do, yeah. you take all of me, I take all of you. Whether mm-hmm. you got all the money, whether I got all the money, whether yeah. I get sick and I got to take care of you or whether you get sick and I got to take care of you yeah you know yeah so that's the part people want to tiptoe around
1: it's tough it's tough I mean some people like you said if if I've already earned this money and then you come into the relationship and you want to spend this money we got that's tough <laughs> It's a, well
2: it's not tough if you say I do dice I, I don't think it's tough don't I say think, I do don't I say get, I do I think it's no no no, no, no. don't say I do.
1: that's why people get prenups though right
2: like, that, that's true that's
1: different
2: yeah and yeah. i ain't, I wouldn't if something happened to my wife i ain't married nobody no prenup oh, oh, i think on that. that's one of that's selfish dice that's real selfish because no, if know. the tables turned no no sit, just think about it i've seen people who've been up 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 yeah coming to the marriage uh, uh had a trust fund that they got from their parents and was up mm-hmm. what happened blew through the trust fund mm-hmm. mess around and got sick And now Mm -hmm. the husband got to take care of the wife who had this big trust fund and was flexing for it. it Lasted for about five, six years. Then it ran Mm -hmm. out. Mercy. So now is the husband ain't supposed to take care of her, and he did, even though she played him. That was her money. Everything from the trust fund that was given to me from my parents, I ain't got to give you none of that. That ain't biblical. Who told you that? That's 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 one of the worldliest things I've heard in my life. Once again, why did you marry him then? You should have stayed single. And just dealt with you wanting to have sex with whoever you want to have with with God. Cause that's all you basically you tell him you just married him for sex then. Cause she was she had the bag. She ain't need mm-hmm. money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well like, like yes. I said, it, it's it's biblical. I can agree with you on that. But it's hard. Because if it. you're I if you it. don't have the same discipline, it's it's hard. Like I'm saying, like yeah, me and my husband, we did some, we did a lot of great work before we got married, but we had to we had to live together a little while to see who valued what. And and then we had to come back to the table and say, okay, now let's talk about it. Now let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like this, these are your spending habits, these are my spending habits. Is this our budget that we created? Is this the life that we're looking for? Because you know, we're going to have to align at some point or this is going to go sideways, you know what I mean? And so it's it, it could be challenging, you know, like you could be equally yoked. You could notice it's your husband or your wife. But like I said, I, I brought this up when we were talking the other day. I said, man, yeah, when you come to me and we broke, broke, and you're like, this person want this much money. And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, my sister need this much money. Like these discussions get heated because it's like, it's going to get down to your, you know, what you value you know but it's easier when you go ahead and do like your david ramsey and you got everything separated you're giving like all right when the giving is gone ain't nobody else getting nothing but That's you guys you guys have to align on that and i don't think some people really come together fast enough in a relationship and align and say i gotta talk to my husband about that
2: and, and i think it's because they're selfish and and shouts out to dave ramsey i promise you hit. If you guys have never read any of his financial books, Mm. he has a a TV show, too, as well. He does on uh, MSNBC. Mm. uh, He's on weekdays every day. If you would just sacrifice and do some of his principles, Mm. they work. We still use that envelope system to this day. Uh, You you brought up the the fact of uh, people arguing over money and having to have seven accounts. We don't have to have that. So we got two or three joint accounts. Uh We know what they're for, you know, savings, investments, business. Mm -hmm. We get it. Okay. But then um, we get every time any money comes into our household after we pay God, to your Mm -hmm. point, we Mm -hmm. pay ourselves. So my, my wife is great with going to the ATM. Mm-hmm. And we put envelopes on each other. There. So she'd go. She'd be like, all right, Italian tell the business because my wife's account. And that's what she does. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to get in the way of that. She got three degrees in it. Why am I argue with her? I know she's doing you know what she's doing. Because no, that's another thing, too, as well. People argue over money or who pulls to do this, who pulls to be over the finances. Stop it. I'm a man. And I'm telling you, I'm OK with letting my wife handle the books because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that. It still doesn't take away from my manhood and me bringing in money or her bringing in money, whatever you want to call it. But the, mm-hmm. the big story is she goes and she puts the envelope on the it. De- so that's our spending money. We can do whatever we want, whether we want to spoil each other, mm-hmm. whether we want to spoil ourselves. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. And, and, and that's a system we have. And to your point, OK, yeah, she'll put an envelope on her on her dresser of a thousand, mine a thousand. Mm-hmm. OK, when that thousand gone until we get some more money in, don't spend nothing else. So don't touch none of these accounts. No, no, we know it. it's nothing to argue about. We got three accounts. They set up right. You got savings. Mm -hmm. You got investments. You got business. She has ACH on everything to where all the wire transfers, all the bills, everything gets paid on time so Mm -hmm. we don't touch them accounts. Then she has a separate fund we do for gas. So that way, when you got to get gas, here, Mm -hmm. here's your gas allowance for the month. So, all right, here go. 500 bucks. This is all the gas you got for the month. Make it work. (laughs) No, no. That's where we at. Make it work.
1: I love it. I love it. I mean, it's it's a blessing when you can come together and you have those joint joint accounts and you have that level of trust. And um, Proverbs 13 and 22 says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And that's why I was like, I'm happy with that. We're talking about money because it's not just about money. It's like setting your legacy up well so that they understand wealth you know, and you're able to transfer that to them, whether it's, you know, your land or your house or your money or just your 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 mindset of what that really looks like. Like we shouldn't just be focused on us. We should be focused on the two generations down version of us, you know, and be and and really have that. Like, I'm glad that you said you guys have your things set up because some people don't. They just live check to check. And the average statistic for African-Americans is their whole check is gone in the first six hours that they get paid. First six hours, whole check gone.
2: Well, to your point, we've been there, done that. We we addressed it and, and got out of that debt so that we can have a little change. So no, no, we've been there, done that. We ain't always lived away. Once again, that's why I said my situation, if my wife blew up, would be different. Because, yeah, we've been together with the mud, ain't had nothing to, to yeah, vacations, uh, wherever you want to go. Yes, you walk on the lot and that's what the, that's the one you want, baby. Don't worry about the price. It's not the one you want. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good feeling when you walk on the it lot, is. you got the money and you got the credit to yeah. say that's the one you want. Yeah. Get, it. Get it. Go ahead. Yeah. Test drive it. Is that the one? Is that the right yeah. color? Yeah. What the interior look like? Yeah. You want it? Yeah. You want a leather plus? No, you no. know what you want? Right. No, no, seriously. So yeah. that's what you that's the conversation. Which one do you want to do? That's right. is it worth it is the value worth it to pay the extra money for that or do you not have to have it mm-hmm. so that those are conversations we have listen dj focus dice gamble uh off the hook conversation today we pray <laughs> we pray we bless y'all we uh we got to go to break we coming back with closing thoughts keep it locked you're into to the fix
1: and the fix is in
2: welcome back welcome back you're tuned back into the fix your source for faith infused hip-hop r&b and poetry with dj focus and dice gamble and listen we appreciate y'all waking up with us uh, again today uh, Listen, if you're just waking up You want to hit that rewind button We had a couple of exclusive spiritual detoxes today We uh, had the opportunity to sit down With the super talented screenwriter and director Sydney Tooley of the Sun Moon Film That's exclusively available right now on Pure Flix And uh, the Sun Moon Film It's uh, Sydney Tooley's love letter to the country that helped discover joy and purpose during a trying period of time in her life. She uh, had the opportunity to go teach English to some Taiwan kids after college. And it forever inspired her and changed her life, her perspective, and it also got her in her purpose. So you definitely want to check out uh, the film sun moon. It's available only exclusively available only on pure flicks. So you definitely want to check that out. It's, it's very inspirational. It's very, Uh, It's very touching. Let's be very clear. I I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the story and and I thank Sydney for taking us on the journey uh, where God has her. And I'm excited for everything she has going on, moving forward. So follow her uh, at Sydney Tooley on all our social media platforms. Uh, Please uh, go uh, get you a Pure Flix subscription. Uh, They have a, a ton of faith based content. That's just a good good, encouraging, clean family stuff that we need to have in the households more. I remember it was a day when when, when my family uh, we, we all sat down as a family could watch any of the programming I know a lot of times that's different now in today's world but <laughs> when I came up yeah that that was that was normal everybody sat down at the uh, liver in the living room or uh, in the basement and we were able to watch content together so I appreciate pure Flix doing films like this and and they have a ton of other content on pure Flix where everybody can sit down and we don't have to worry about screening anything. We also want to shout out the uh, former 10-year NBA veteran, C.J. Watson. Uh, We know he had a very uh, successful NBA career as well as playing overseas professionally. Uh, But now he's doing his thing. He's an author. Uh, We know he has four books out now. So, uh, listen, you got a lot to catch up on if you're not familiar. C.J. has been writing books for kids to inspire and encourage. His first book, C.J.'s Big Dream. It received uh, great reviews and was Amazon's bestseller. CJ also has uh, two other books, uh, Big, uh, CJ's Big Project as well as CJ Big Moment. And the new book is available right now, CJ's uh, Magic Socks. So go support my brother, um, his Quiet Storm Foundation has been running for 14 years. The foundation was implemented to foster learning opportunities such as social skills development, health and fitness activities to help the youth grow and achieve their goals in their community. So we want to continue to pour, uh, pour into and support, and even so into positive things like that when you talk about helping the youth, helping the undeserved we, we're we all about that here at The Fix so I want to shout you out CJ thanks for coming on today and sharing everything you're doing and uh, we're going to continue to uh, pray for you but also figure out how we can help you so listen go follow CJ on all his social medias at CJ Watson uh, so that way you can uh, click his links and uh, be able to support by his books and as well support his uh, Quiet Storm Foundation we pray that uh Real talk topic. Bless y'all today. Um, We know that marriage is a tough one when you talk about finances and money and marriage. And I think the biggest thing is being able to be humble about it. I think um, a lot of times in our our marriage, especially when it comes to finances, uh, we have uh, one individual. Both individuals are either selfish or are not showing enough humility. And that's 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 something that we need to constantly Show within the marriage, humility, and we need to continue to go to the Bible and believe from a biblical standpoint on what we should do and how we should honor our marriage and the covenant. We know there's not specific, you know, the Bible doesn't specifically um, handle money in marriage. But there are multiple principles of how to handle the relationship dynamics between a husband and a wife in all aspects of a marriage. And that's what we need to focus on more. We need to focus on that. We need to focus on communication. We need to focus on that. We're on the same team. We're not competing against each other we are on the same team. So if you are a wife out there and you have a high-paid profession and you make more than your husband, no, no, you still honor your husband as the headship, the, the head of the household and still honor him. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And then even uh, uh, the flip it, uh husbands, I get it. You know, maybe um, you are the head of the ho- you know, you are the head of the household, but I'm saying maybe you make all the money and maybe the wife doesn't work and she just takes care of the home. No, no, you treat your wife with the same respect, Whether she works and she makes money with you, whether she not, you don't belittle her and say, I bring all the the bread home and make all these demands. No, no, no. You treat her with reverence. You honor and respect her because she has her role and she's she's on the same team with you. And you guys win together. That's the big thing I wanted you guys to get out of that conversation today. When we talk about money, y'all win together when y'all up, y'all rich together. Like, what what are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we should want to share the success story of us uh, being able to be successful together, whether we both work, whether one works, whether one doesn't work. Um, the same rules apply. So we pray that bless you guys. Listen, that's our time for the day. We got to get out of here. Listen, tap in with us tomorrow. When I tell you wisdom, Wednesday is going to be off the hook. We have another exclusive spiritual detox for you as well as a real talk conversation. Come on. You already know the dice are coming with that word on Wednesday. <laughs> so you definitely want to tap in. Listen, don't touch that dial either. Stop playing. We, we got shows all day long that will inspire and encourage you that will give you all the hottest Christian hip-hop, urban gospel music all all, all day. So listen my sis, Rain of Day is coming up at 10. What It Bees Like is coming up at 2 and a uh, shout out to my brother Wado coming up tonight at 6. So, so keep it locked to Holy Culture Radio all day every day tell somebody tell somebody about the station continue to support listen you follow us on instagram at the fix radio show um all artists please continue to submit your music at the fix radio show at gmail.com Let's continue to get better. Let's continue to support. Let's continue to uh, uh, repost. And listen, I appreciate everybody who's been reposting our flyers, reposting or remixing some of our little snippets from uh, the interviews we've done. Listen, uh, please go follow Holy Culture's uh, podcast for all of our shows that are loaded on the podcast. So, yeah, if you happen to miss it, uh, please go to the podcast platform and uh, Google the Fixed Morning Show on all of your podcast platforms and we'll pop up and you can catch up with all the fixed uh, shows that we've done. Listen, if you missed this one today and you you didn't get to the rewind button quick enough, you can listen to this show tomorrow on holyculture.net. Until tomorrow, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom Advancement should always be the goal. The fix is in. We out.